This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Today is Rosh of Tavshin Pei, what is known in Klai Yisrael as the Nine Days. Where does this word, where does this name come from, the Nine Days? Because the Nine Days from today is Tishabav. And we have nine days to make sure that Tishabav doesn't happen. Contrary to popular belief, we do not cry on Tishabav because of the destruction of the base Migdash some 2,000 years ago. We don't cry because of the, the destruction of the base Migdash. We cry because of the non-construction of the base Migdash. Chazal tell us that in any generation where the base Migdash is not rebuilt, it's as if it was destroyed. Which means if in nine days from now, Bifchas Vashalom once again have to sit on the floor in Tishabav, we're not really mourning the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, we are in fact and in reality mourning for the non-construction of the Beis HaMikdash. Maybe we had nothing to do with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. But we, our generation, has everything to do with the non-construction of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's what these nine days are. What could we do in these nine days, our last opportunity to make sure that there is no Tisha above this year, that in fact this year is a joyful Tespa of a Mayed, a meeting time with Hashem. We know the Rambam tells us that a person should always take the middle road. The golden path is the middle road. Don't be too extreme this way. Don't be too extreme that way. However, if somebody finds himself being too extreme, the way to fix that is by temporarily going to the other side, being extreme the other way, until he figures out a way to be in the middle. For example, if somebody is way, way too impatient, he should try to fix it by being extremely patient until eventually he'll be on the middle path. If someone finds himself always getting very angry, he should work on himself extremely never being angry at all until he can come to the middle path. And that's how the Ram suggests a person works on his midos. By always going the middle path, unless you see you're extreme in one way, then you go to the extreme the other way to fix that. If the base English is not here because of sinas chinam, then the way we solve that is by havas chinam. If the base English is not here because we went to the extreme of sinas chinam, the only way to fix that is not by not having sinas chinam. The way to fix that, according to the Rambam, would be going completely to the other extreme and having an unbelievable amount of a Havaskino. And then we can go and rebuild the base Hamidash and have the base Hamidash here. What does it mean to have a Havaskino? Well, if Sinaskino means you can hate somebody for no legitimate reason, then a Havaskino means to love someone for no legitimate reason. You don't know anything about the person other than he's a fellow Jew. You love that person. And that will be a Havaskino. <clears throat> Today is the yard site of Arnakain. Ha'oev Shalem and Herodiv Shalem. In his path, today is the yard site also of the Baba Varov, the Baba Varev, Shlem Halvashtav, Zatzal. One day, there was a fellow living in Bar Park. His name was Avram David. And Avram David gets a call. Late, late at night. It's almost one o'clock in the morning. Doesn't know what's going on. It was before the days of caller ID. 
he gets nervous, he picks up the phone, and on the other side there's a gentle voice, he says, Rabbi Ram David, he says, you fix windows, correct? He says, yes, but not one o'clock in the morning. He says, please, it's an emergency. I need you to come to my house. And he gives him the address. I need you to come to my house to fix my window. He says, listen here. I'd love to fix your window, but not one o'clock in the morning. The fellow on the other side of the phone says, please, it's an emergency. I'll pay you three times the amount you normally get paid. Please just come here and fix the window. Rav David was very upset. He says, it's one o'clock in the morning. Why are you calling me now? And the other fellow says, please, it's an emergency. I'm telling you, I'll give you on the spot, three times the amount, whatever you charge. And he says, you sure you're not going to mess me over? Three times the amount. He says, yes. He says, fine, I'll be there. Gets to his van, drives to this address. He pulls up to the address, gets out of the van, and he sees the bulb of a rub standing on top of the stairs. He says, Rebbe, it's one in the morning. Why are you awake? He says, I'm the one who called you. And he points to his front window. You see this window? It's all smashed. I need it fixed. It's very, very important. Rabbi, you didn't have to, you know, promise me three times to pay. I, I would come for free if you just told me who was calling. He says, no. I was really very hesitant to call you, but it was important that I call you. And you came here one o'clock in the morning. I want to pay three times. I'm out. The fellow was good at his job. He quickly went, took out all the broken pieces, put in a new picture window, cleaned the area up. He got ready to go. And the Rebbe says, no, I have to pay you. And the person didn't want to take the money. The Rebbe says, no, I insist. You came at 1 o'clock in the morning. Let me pay you. He said the amount. The Rebbe gave him three times the amount. He said, thank you so much for coming. The fellow at this point looks at the Rebbe and says, Rebbe, please, you have to tell me, what was the emergency that you couldn't call me 8 o'clock in the morning? It's not freezing cold outside now. Why couldn't you call me 8 o'clock in the morning? I'm just curious. I want to know the Rebbe's thinking. The Rebbe looks at him and making him promise that he will not divulge the reason to anybody, which this fellow didn't until after the passing of the Rebbe. He says, you know, yesterday there's a group of Hasidim that came to me. And unfortunately a big Machlechus broke out. And one of the sides of the Machlechus, a few of the representatives came to me and they wanted me to be on their side. They wanted me to endorse their position. And I told them, I'm not interested in hearing the Machlechus. I'm not getting involved in any Machlechus. And they bothered me over and over and over again. And I told them in no uncertain terms, I do not get involved in Machlechus. It's a fire. I run away from fire. I want nothing to do with Machlechus. And they tried to convince me more. And eventually they saw they weren't going to get anywhere. And they left my house. They got outside, they had other fellow people and their group over there, and when they heard what happened inside, that I wasn't going to go and give them my support, they started screaming, and then some of them picked up some stones, and they threw stones at my window. And eventually the window cracked. And when the window cracked, they ran away. I knew that in the morning, when the Hasidim were going to come to Dav, and they're going to pass my house, and they're going to see the broken window, they're going to wonder what happened, and it wouldn't take long for them to realize and find out what happened. And that would cause such a tremendous machlekes. I couldn't have that happen. And as much as I hesitated calling you one o'clock in the morning, I realized that I'm going to compensate you. But I also realized that coming here one o'clock in the morning was so important because it's important that there not be machlekes. 
And if they would find out why the window cracked, it would be a terrible situation. And that's why I called you. And indeed, this person did not say over the story until after the passing of the Rebbe. But what you see from here is the Rebbe, who had no part of this machlokas, but he was willing to go and spend so much money and effort to make sure that it doesn't go any further, even though it was not his fault at all. Aaron says, who wants to, what is Shalim? Someone who's an eye of Shalim and a right of Shalim. That is to being the Talmidim of Arnakayan. To be an Ayav Shalom and a Ayav Shalom. How does one know if he is an Ayav Shalom? How does someone know if he loves Shalom? If he is a Rodev Shalom. If he chases after Shalom. If he runs after Shalom. If he does whatever he can to have Shalom. If we go and we are someone who's an Ayav Shalom, and we show that by being a Rodev Shalom, which means we will banish Sinav Sinav. We will work on our Havaskinom. We will go to the extreme of a Havaskinom. If we do that during the next nine days, when it comes to Tishabav, we will not anymore think about the destruction of the Vesemigdash, or even worse, the non-construction of the Vesemigdash. But we will indeed celebrate as a Moed for the construction of the Vesemigdash from the hair of Yomeno. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.